This is a Civil Beat podcast, and I'm Eric Pape. As people in Hawaii know, you can only call yourself Hawaiian if you're native Hawaiian. Civil Beat columnist Peter Apo is Hawaiian, and he feels like he finally understands what that means. What it means to be Hawaiian should largely be determined by your lifestyle and by your behavior. At its deepest meaning, aloha is about the unconditional extension of friendship and trust to strangers. So now that's about as Hawaiian as you can get, and you don't have to have Hawaiian blood in order to practice aloha in its deepest meaning. As simple as that sounds now, it took a life's journey for the musician turned activist turned elected official to figure it out. He grew up in a very different Honolulu in the 1940s and 50s, often playing on the banks of the Alawai Canal in Waikiki. Today's Waikiki doesn't have the same charms it did when Peter was still growing up. The bird chirps of his childhood are now more often accompanied by police sirens in the tourist mecca. My dad used to bring me here, and we used to uh, shovel clams. The canal was clean. I don't know what kind of clams they were. Looked like the kind you get in a restaurant to me. So we'd come clamming, throw it all in a bucket, wash it out, take it home, and cook it. This is a really very fond memory for me. It was not cool to be Hawaiian. The word was assimilation. My parents' generation, most of them worked really hard of making sure that we grew up speaking English, that we got a good education, and that we're able to assimilate into becoming good Americans. Consequently, when I left Hawaii to go to college in 1957, I had no clue. Other than, you know, the normal stuff that I saw, Hawaiian was dancing the hula because the culture was so decimated. It wasn't until uh, 1975, actually, when I returned home from the mainland, got off the plane and saw a Herb Connie poster, the first guy to actually begin to document what Hawaiians did, what the culture was like. That was a wake-up call, and I began to try to figure out what it was to be Hawaiian. Herb Connie is an iconic illustrator who produced hundreds of paintings portraying Hawaii, its traditional culture, and the Pacific. He played a big role in the renaissance of Hawaiian culture in the 1970s. But before that cultural renaissance, Peter got to experience how exotic it was to be Hawaiian on the 1950s American mainland. I spent one year of high school in Portland, Oregon. First Hawaiian they'd ever seen. I played the ukulele. My popularity soared. I mean, I was invited to every party. It was wonderful. And that was the first time I ever thought about, wow, it's kind of cool to be Hawaiian, you know? (laughs) Was Elvis helpful to you? Elvis, 1956. Since my baby left me, yeah, yeah, played all the songs. The two big ones in local people's, local kids, like, was uh, uh, Elvis and Harry Belafonte. So, Deo, Deo. <laughs> Ukulele makes me cool. I'm in Portland. From there, I come home, finish school. Then I go to the University of Oregon. But I have a little better sense of what it means to be Hawaiian because parts of the culture that were buried is now starting to rise up. So I was beginning to get a sense of that in college. But then I kind of went off and for a number of years in Los Angeles, I ended up in a music group. My Hawaiian-ness at the time was really expressing itself by doing a little mix of Hawaiian songs. We were a folk band, you know, Peter, Paul and Mary, Kingston Trio. And then we would mix uh, uh, some Hawaiian music in there, which, which was a unique signature twist for what our trio did. Music was his life, but he discovered that the Hollywood music scene could lead to self-destruction. He had no idea his roots in Hawaii might save him. When I returned in uh, 1975, I was only going to be here three weeks for vacation. I hadn't been home for, I don't know, four or five years. And you know, the music industry took its toll on me. Uh, it cost me a family. I got very heavy into drugs. And so between reconnecting with family here 
This is when I really began appreciating the sense of ohana. And the fact that I came out of my denial that I was a druggie, I kind of said to myself, if I go back, I'll probably die. Part of my reason for staying home is seeing this Herb Connie poster. It's the first time that I've begun seeing images of what we looked like as Hawaiians. Seeing this Herb Connie poster walking off the plane of this huge double-hull canoe broaching a wave with the lehulu, the feather lei blowing in the wind, warriors standing on deck. And I say, my God, what is that? I never said anything like that before. That's Hawaiian. That's what I want to be, you know. So that even more uh, anchored my decision to stay home because I got really interested. But then, at the same time, the activism in Hawaii began to rise in a move to stop the bombing of an island called Kaho'olawe. So I joined. I went in both feet in all of these things. These days, Peter's an elected trustee at the Office of Hawaiian Affairs and a consultant who advises outside businesses in the islands on cultural sensitivity. Speaking of sensitivity... He hopes Hawaiians will soon get historic recognition that he thinks is their due. It's been 122 years since the Hawaiian kingdom and the sovereignty of Hawaii was lost. We became a territory of the United States. We are not recognized as Native Americans, as is pretty much every Indian tribe in the country and every Native Alaskan tribe. Hawaiians who are Native Americans, being natives of this place, have never been afforded that dignity. There's a sense of urgency, largely because when Obama leaves office as president, it's probably going to take another 100 years to bring it up again in the federal government. So that sense of urgency is now prevalent in the day-to-day life of a lot of Hawaiians. I can't say all of them. There are a lot of Hawaiians who don't care. But having said that, I'm also a very, very strong, outspoken supporter of political justice. And that is that Hawaiians need to be recognized first as Native Americans. And we deserve a shot at restoring some sense of nationhood. Not too much different. We just want to be treated with the same respect that all the other indigenous peoples of this country have been treated. For many of us, that's the issue. For many younger Hawaiians, they're a little bit more strident about being really angry. There are movements to want to seek independence from the United States by going through appealing to the international community. I think that's delusional, but then I'm not 19 years old. (laughs) I'm 76. 40 years ago, Peter Apo wrote a song called Sovereignty after his restorative return to Hawaii. He recorded it a few years ago on an album called Aina. This was a Civil Beat podcast produced by Christelle Bossu-Regis. Join the voices of the ages in an ancient melody. It's a song.